and welcome back. Episode number 68 of the New York Pangers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Brett and Luca. And yeah, we got a bit to talk about here. A lot has changed in a week. We're going to break it all down. But first, just want to let you guys know to go to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get to it. And we are back. Wow, what a week. Uh, what a difference a week makes. Uh, how's it going, guys? So uh, it's going pretty well. You know, actually, I missed the game last night, um, last night being the Penguins game for uh, the listeners perspective here. And I, when I saw the score, I was like, man, six, nothing, a shutout. And everyone lighted up against Pittsburgh. I was like, man, am I a curse on the Rangers? Because maybe I should stop watching them. And then it was like the Rangers gave me a hug this first period. I was like, buddy, we can do that in one period for you. You're not the problem. And I was like, all right, cool. I can keep watching. Because I tell you what, if it was the case where it was like every game I watched was a big loss, I'm like, I might have to sit some out, you know, just to see if I was doing something. But I'm glad it wasn't what what two what amazing two games in a row. But I got to ask you guys because I still haven't seen it. What was that Pens game actually like? I mean, obviously six nothing. It was a it was a great game, but like, tell me about it. So I had an interesting viewing experience because I so I bartend Friday, Saturday, Sundays. And the bar that I work at, they, I think it's is it Comcast or Cablevision. I think it's Cablevision uh, where like, they don't, they're not like, they don't get MSG. They're just, it's like, it's like a blackout for them. So we never get any Ranger games on there, but it was different because it was on the ESPN. So like we were actually able to watch it uh, last night. And the really cool part was that like every like, two minutes we would turn around and there would be another goal uh so that 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 that, that was that, that was fun um you know and then like i was able to because like the, we actually we, we also like died down a little bit so i was able to sit there like eat dinner and kind of like watch the game basically uh maybe i think it was like around goal four uh i was able to kind of just sit in front of the tv and just watch um you know, I think it was obviously a lot different than tonight. Uh, last night's game, I think, was more impressive uh, than tonight. And I, I know that sounds weird because they scored six goals last night and seven tonight. But tonight they were playing against the Predators with no EOC, no Soros didn't start the game. They didn't have Johansson and they didn't have Forsberg. So, you know, tonight I'm not trying to be I'm, – I'm a pretty positive person on here actually – so I'm not trying to be negative, but like, I'm just trying to say like, it's, you know, great, great games. Um, Nashville was really, they, they, the Rangers did what they should have done tonight and more. Uh, but Nashville is also limping into this game. It was also though, that usually the Rangers play equal to how the other team is right. Like if exactly. they're a bad team, they play bad, but tonight, was different. That's why it had that more of a positive vibe because it wasn't only just, okay, we just destroyed a yeah. bad team. That's what you're supposed to do. Even though this was a bit more ridiculous than usual, it was that the Rangers didn't fall into their old habit of it's a bad team. So now we lower our game as well. Very good point. Uh, and also the really interesting point or not, 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 it's just really cool. The fact that they were able to, do what they did to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's back is up against the wall. They've made the playoffs 15 or 16 straight years. The Rangers might've just stuck a dagger in the heart. Uh, Good. Because Florida is 
Florida is coming up right behind them. Oh, it was so it was awesome. So this morning, obviously last night I, I bartended, watched the game, and then this morning, uh, a a few regulars come in and like these uh, these older this older couple and their grandson. Their grandson is maybe like twenty or he's like eighteen, maybe I think he's about to go to college or he's a senior in high school or whatever. But he's a, he's a Penguin fan, and the grandfather and grandmother are Ranger fans. And they walk in, and I just pointed at at the grandson and started just heckling him immediately. <laughs> nice. Uh, so it was it was pretty funny, and it was it was actually really funny. They usually sit at the bar, and today they're like, "Nah, nah, nah we're gonna sit in the dining room." I'm like, "Oh, okay," because you know what's coming. Um, so yeah, that 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 was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it was. I think it's it's. Uh, you're right, Berkey, and it's also impressive that they did it in back to back games, not just back to back games you know, the night, the night after another game. Um, so there was no letdown. Um, I think it is really impressive to see, and it's really exciting to see them come together. And I know that, look, this, I am the guy who threw out the idea last week of, uh, is it, should he do the Lula Amarillo thing? Uh, still not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, you, you, you no, but it's just funny how like, like I say that and they win like, four games in a row and then they score 15 goals unanswered in, in the last uh like what seven periods it's but i mean that's that's what this team should be doing you look at this team on yeah, paper and that's exactly. exactly what they should be doing right now um i mean maybe not against pittsburgh that's pretty astounding but definitely against a team like nashville seven nothing is exactly what they should be doing this team is so stacked and yeah, so it's good to finally see because obviously we've been sitting here for a little while with this lineup. I mean, not too long, but a little bit going like, hey, you want to score some goals, guys? You want to play some defense as a team, guys? You want to show that you're actually uh, a team worth going all in for like we did? And now they're starting to show it. You know, I it's always one of those things, too, where I guess it's like you're never you know, you love a team to death when you're never satisfied and you're always worried Cause like right now my worry is like, are we peaking too soon? Are we going to like peak, you know, for a couple of weeks and then like the last couple of weeks have a little rocky start. And then it's, you know, we, we missed the hot streak right into it. You know, you can easily argue we're just ramping up into it. And I'm not actually trying to be a downer and saying we're peaking, too yeah. but you just know that's the anxiety of a true fan where you're, where you're always nervous, no matter what's happening. If it's down, you're nervous. If you're really up, you're like, is it too soon? Look, the thing is, is that the East is so fucking stacked that like it, you, it doesn't necessarily like, look like, obviously it's such a hard thing because as I said, the East is so unbelievably stacked. Like it is going to be impossible to get out of the East. Um, so like, it's just exciting to see what we have on paper actually translate into a box score yeah. uh, and all of the end results. So obviously like you don't want to like, you know, it is what it is. It's a game against Nashville in the middle of March, the yeah. game against Pittsburgh in the middle of March. So in the grand scheme of things really means nothing because the Rangers are in the playoffs. The Rangers have solidified worse, the third seed, uh, you know, they could, however, jump up, especially if they take two against Carolina this week. They could make a, a run for that, possibly. I wouldn't say it's very probable, but it's a possibility. Um, you know, 
Uh, Probably but, best what, what, case scenario is that New Jersey uh, bumps Carolina, and then we play Carolina. Yeah. And then we bump down Carolina because we're on a streak and, you know, because Svechnikov's yeah. out and Pacioretty's out. Um, all but of a with sudden, that, yeah. With that being said, like, look, you know, we I think we brought it up last week or two weeks ago, maybe. I don't know. I don't really know who I would want to play. You're going to have to play good teams in the playoffs to advance anyway. So, well, like, I think the Svechnikov yeah. injury kind of changes that. I mean, yeah, but yes, yes, and no. Like, you know, the I would say the better goalies in Carolina, the better team structure, better coaches in Carolina. Uh, Carolina's been there before. You know what I mean? Like, like you can make cases for both Carolina and the Devils. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, I, I get uh, that. So I get like, that. I, I, I never really like to be that guy who's like, oh, I, I want to play this team because I think it's going to be a little easier, this or that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if your team can't beat Team A, but they could beat Team B, and you want to play Team B to advance, you're never going to win. You know what I mean? You're going to have to beat really good teams, especially if like, look at the Atlantic, like whoever comes out of the Atlantic, Boston, Toronto, Tampa, probably not Tampa. It's probably going to be Boston or Toronto. Um, you know, well, Toronto, <laughs> really? <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a very good point. Yeah. But no, I, look, I mean, like I, it's going to be probably Boston. You know what I mean? So if you're going to go anywhere, you're going to have to go through them. And they've been unbelievable this year. I mean, also, I'm going to throw this out there. Crazy little idea I had tonight. If Florida makes the playoffs, they could be a sneaky, sneaky team. Now think about it. Who was the goalie that was in that that took down the 63 win Tampa Bay Lightning? Okay, I, I see where you're going with this. Bobrovsky. Who's in net for the Panthers that could sneak in and play the Boston Bruins in the first round? Who's the team that had the? Were they the? They weren't the President's Trophy winner last year, were they? The Who? Panthers. think so the panthers won that division though didn't they and then they got swept by the or maybe they didn't i don't know but they got swept in the first round right to, against the or was it the second round by tampa i don't know i'm like well they won the, so. they, they, they they won the first round they lost the second okay that's what it was and they, and they did win presidents last year okay yeah so you know this this team has been there they they have experience their talented team kachuk is on fire lately so I mean, that, that guy is just so good. Yeah, I hate him, but God, he's so good. Yeah. Um. Sorry, that's enough of a rant for me. What do we got on the docket? No. So go, going back to what you were saying before about like you know we're kind of set in stone here where we are unless you know we move up a little bit is that that's why like I, I tell everyone like I'd rather a three to two loss where we played our hot hearts out. We had structure. Yeah. We played great. There weren't any holes. We just got a few unlucky bounces. Then a three to two win where one of our goalies stood on their head and we played like absolute crap because it's all about the long-term situation, right? It's all about the long-term game. So, I mean, and with Pittsburgh, I I mean, that game versus Pittsburgh, um, the game on Thursday night was the most complete game I've seen from the Rangers, I think, this season. Yeah. It was incredible. And and this is without Lindgren, by the way, who we we all say is the also. 100%. Also, Jackie Redman, shout out to her because she uh, highlighted it really well on NHL Network, um, really highlighting Lingren's importance. Um, that's one. Two, 
Um, you got to give a shout out to I know and I know Rangers fans love to shit on whoever the sixth defenseman is. Okay, I get it. They're sixth defenseman for a reason. But Mikola and Harper have both played very, very respectively or respectfully during this stretch. They've stepped up, and you you never want either of them to be in your top two or your, your you know your top pair. Um, but I I I look. I'm not going to sit here and say that Mikola should be the top pair defenseman. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like he's stepped into a hard situation. Obviously, it's a lot easier when you're playing with a guy like Adam Fox. Um, but he's played really, really impressive or uh, big minutes, and he's he's been pretty good. Uh, same thing for Harper stepping in, especially after he lost his job to Mikola coming in. Um, I think that the two of them have played phenomenal uh given their skill set uh and i feel like they've really really helped this team when it could have gone a lot worse yeah i, I agree completely and I, you know i see some people on twitter talk about mikola being bad and whatnot and i'm like look mikola is not bad and i actually i've been overall pretty impressed by him like has he taken some bad penalties a few times like yeah that's something he's got to watch out for especially in the playoffs he's got to make sure he's not doing that uh, but overall, like he's 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 a 6D man that you're not scared when he's out there. Like he doesn't yeah. let he doesn't let guys like for such a big guy, he's quick and his he moves his feet quickly. So he doesn't get walked like other six defensemen like Harper can get walked against a really fast oh, swinger. For sure. You know, like that's to me, that's the biggest upgrade between those two guys is that Harper will get walked. Um Mikola won't. And that's why Mikola. Yeah. All right. Mikola has he has a pretty look. I'm not going to sit here and say he's Adam Fox with the puck on a stick, but he is a little. He's better with the puck on a stick, and he can move the puck a little bit better too. Well, he takes that extra half second to look up ice and make a decision, whereas Harper is like, get the puck and fire it, get the puck and fire it, get the puck and fire it. The grenade on a stick. Yeah. He does. That's that's how he does it. He's not really making plays, whereas Mikola has his head up. And he's looking to make a play. And yeah, no, is he Fox? No, is he is he even even Lindgren level? No, but he's 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 at least making the attempt to to make sensible breakout passes and whatnot. And so that's why he's for those two reasons. That's why he's a big upgrade over Harper, and why I'm really glad we picked him up. It's crazy that like a week ago we were talking about what's wrong with the offense, what's wrong with the defense, the structure. No one's communicating. No one's even like cutting to the middle of the ice. Uh, and the only positive thing was Shesterkin. I mean, I don't uh, – when is the last time we've seen such – I mean, look, it, it's only been a couple of day, games. We got to obviously see the next couple. But, like, there are sometimes when you see the way they play, you're like, okay, th- this is the actual team. I'm not saying they're going to score 7 nothing, but I'm saying this is a team that is actually, you know, has structure and it's not all over the place in an absolute mess. Well, they're they're, they're finding their actual – I mean – something that is i think we've said before is something that's so discounted or or not looked at nearly as much as it should be is how important psychology is to a team um i mean that's what momentum is and everyone knows the effect of big mo on any sports game um and what this with games like this show is that this team can play at this high of a level and not just against the Preds, and I didn't see the Pens game, but I can see it by the box scores alone on that one, that, like, that's a team that's gelling, that is using its weapons. It wasn't just, like, one guy went off and had a crazy night. 
Like that box score was wild looking through it. I'm like, man, everybody got their hands in that one. And I'm like, once a team clicks like that and they know how good they can be, they know that they can access that and that's available. And that's why it'd be scary if we had this lineup and we were just kind of middling, you know, like you said, winning those three, two games where Chelsea has to stand on his head and we get a couple, you know, it's not that. I think this is, these are games that unlock their realization of how good they actually are. And that's why they're so important. I think. I think it's also really important to obviously Tarasenko is an important person to have on this team. I, we, we know let's, let's jump into what he, what he's brought. Obviously he's, he's a nasty motherfucker. Oh, we've sometimes. been spending he, that he, on the he, chat with all three of us. Yeah. He's, he is, he's, he's so fun to watch. Um, He gets in the dirty areas. He, but he also is a sniper, you know, by trade and, so he he's really fun to watch, and he that's the part of the game that I didn't that I wasn't really familiar with. Obviously, I haven't watched a lot of St. Louis Blues games. Um, so obviously, like you know, you, him coming into the lineup and bringing all those things I just talked about, and the one cup run experience is huge. But what we just said, the winning seven nothing, winning six nothing, having a team gel together, a player like Patrick Kane who has not just won one cup. Uh, and on like a unbelievable run that the Blues went on, you know, like it was like a, you know, January 1st, it's well noted that they were in last place. And then they went on this incredible run. Patrick Kane has been on three Stanley Cup winning teams. He was on a dynasty, you know, I think someone like that. See being in the locker room for games like this. That's a really good thing. Oh, to have someone, do you know what I mean? Like 100%. who's been there, done that, like to give, you know what I mean? Like I, it's, it's so hard to see what, you know, also like it's impossible to really for any of us to gauge, but that's my assumption. Like, like I feel like that kind of player who's been there for a dynasty like that, who's still producing so much and he's still such a good player um, is such a valuable addition. Um yeah, I, it's, it's. I think that's that's the really cool part because he can really guide people and the, you know, especially the younger kids. Uh, yeah, and the composure, he, and he can he can help them. I think like build off of like they always say that it's very rare for a team to just come up and win a championship. It's usually like they come up, they have a good run one year, they get close and they fail, and then the next year they're able to do it. And so all those people last year that were there go to the Eastern Conference Finals, they know what it's like to make a deep playoff run and lose. So now they're hopefully will be back there again, but then have these other guys like Kane who have been there all the way to help push them over that that next yeah, hump. Exactly. I think it's it's huge. Huge. Yep. The one thing I wanted to say with uh, Tarasenko is there are so few Rangers players on this team that are able to either go cut to the middle between the red dots or any dirty or rough area with the puck already on his stick and fend off all the stick checks and still manage to keep possession and create a play either shooting or passing because there are so many perimeter players that we have and mm. he just brings such a different like that's why the Panarin that top line works so well. And that's why Panarin's perimeter play works now. It's because you have a guy like Tarasenko who goes to those areas. You have Zabanejad, freaking Mika March, tearing the league apart. Uh, he's just a trick of all trades right now. And next March, I'm going to bet every single game the Rangers play in oh, and just yeah. and just live and just bet that he's going to score every single first goal in every one of the games. 
<laughs> you'll, you'll make it's money. So, you'll make it's money. so it's so fucking annoying because I took out like I saw it on Saturday night before the game started. I'm like, like you know, maybe Mika first goal tonight. I was I was kind of feeling it, and then I took it out, and then I just I, I was like, nah, he's not gonna do it two games in a row. Such an idiot. Can't doubt Mika March, man. And then I did it tonight, and then I did it tonight, and of course didn't freaking work. Yep, that's how it goes. No, because like. With Panarin also now, he's also playing – I'm not going to say he's playing a tough game now, but he's willing to not be so safe with the puck, right? He's willing to – as he said after the playoffs, he didn't want to do so much of that crap anymore, right, with the turnovers. But he's willing to, like, try to go to those tough areas to fend off uh, stick checks and then either shoot it, either pass it. And we're seeing all these defensemen – like, we're seeing a cycle. Like, when we watched Boston play the Rangers, right – we saw somehow defensemen going in front of the net while one of the forwards was moving to the blue line. And like, how the hell can they be this coordinated? And then you're seeing the Rangers do it the past couple of games. It's incredible to watch. Uh, actually, go, going back to Patrick Kane, though, that line with Kreider, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I'm going to say this line with this player, this player, this player. It's every line. It is it's, every yeah. line. You had the fourth line tonight. I know they're playing a shorthand in Nashville. But you have the fourth line tonight, almost pulling off a highlight reel goal in the third period. That's just yeah. ridiculous. That that's insane. Well, with, they've been so good lately. They they were playing well before the top six was playing well. Oh yeah. yeah. I was... feel like I feel like those guys. It, it, it's kind of something. It's it's almost for guys like I don't want to like look. Those guys have so much more skill than I'll ever have in my. You know what I mean? In my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, so to say that obviously like, you know, but they're the fourth line for a reason. Um, I feel like it's easier for not skilled, not, not the lesser skilled players on a fourth line, more of a grinded out type of line to gel and find some cohesiveness as opposed to the skilled players. Cause all of that, like the top three lines really, it's mostly predicated and it's still the same for the fourth line, but a lot of it is really predicated on where you're going to be in certain uh, parts of the ice. Uh, what are your tendencies where, you know what I mean? Like, are you going to cut there? Like there's different things that uh, you have to kind of worry about. And it's kind of like how, like, you know, when I played football, the offense always historically starts a little slower in, in the first uh, few practices than defense because defenses are able to just read and react and go and hit people. Offenses, it's all about timing. It's all about uh, cohesiveness. So I feel like that is kind of what we were witnessing with the top two lines, especially. Obviously, the kid line has been together for you know almost a year now. Um, but those top two lines, I think, needed some time to kind of go through those motions and and, and figure out stuff. And then they're they're starting to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, how about uh, goaltender grandma there versus Washington? Huh? The the Disney game? The oh, game? Oh, oh, I I I didn't. I was ah, watching. Come on, ah, come on. I I know it's. I, been... I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know what you were talking about at first. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? Say say that again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. Uh, so I look one. I love I love that they did it. Two, I didn't watch it. I don't care. Uh, it's not for me, but it's for other people. It's for a different genre or a different, uh, you know, different demographic. And that's fine. Bring them in. Um, I'm tired of the NBA, you know, being the, like superior to hockey in terms of like the league status. 
Uh, and it's because the league doesn't do anything to market the game to a new fan base. This is exactly what it, what I mean by that. And they're doing it. So bravo. They did it. I mean, it went smoother than I thought. I I thought there was going to be a lot of um, errors in the thing, but I I didn't watch it. I watched the regular thing, but I saw highlights. I saw saw some of the highlights. Yeah. And it it looked smooth. Uh, There was one goal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. But it looked like a video game. It looked like real. No, it looked really cool. I I have to say, look, I think I bunted the ball. I bunted the ball once in like MLB the show, like 07 or something. And I got a grand slam out of it. Like that was a glitch. I don't know what happened, but I hit the ball three feet and no one played it. And I ran all the way around the bases. The exact same thing that happened to that. A little different, but it was weird. Still yeah. worked out. How about this? Hold on. I, I have it here because I tweeted it out earlier. Shesterkin's past uh, five games. Uh, 942 save percentage, a 1.76 goals against average, and nine goals against. The last five games before that was an 862 save percentage, 3.63 goals against average, and 17 goals against. He's just uh, rope a dope in the league, guys. That's all he's doing. He's a big Ali fan. Uh, <laughs> this season, this season is in remembrance to Muhammad Ali, the greatest. Uh, no, I mean, like. I also think that those those games prior, obviously, like oh, they were a mess. He needed to fix some stuff, but like it, you know, like any team sport, it wasn't all on him. Uh, the defense and structure wasn't necessarily there. Um, so I'm not necessarily. I was never really too worried about him. Uh, you know, I, I I don't. I, I I'm never like look. I, I love it when when players I root for win Vezinas and Norrises and trophies and stuff. But like at the end of the day, like Lundqvist only won one. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't need him to win seven Vezinas for me to know his value in the place of hockey history. You know what I mean? Like it. You know I don't know. Maybe it's a different perspective on it. Um, but like. I, I I I care more about him getting his head right just for one stretch here. You know what I mean? As opposed to like just being a cyborg and winning the Vesna five years in a row. You know, hey, those things are great, but they don't actually mean anything. Yeah, you know, exactly. Truly, it's like it's like we want we want championships and <laughs> we want cups. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's like I wrote an article a little while ago when he was kind of in the middle of it and. You know, some people really giving him the gears about it. And I was like, I was like, dude, if you don't think that he's still like the, if not one of the best goalies in hockey right now, you're crazy. Just because he's not playing it like it right now doesn't mean he's not. You know, it's like every player, no matter how great they are, like Muhammad Ali also lost fights. You yeah. Know? That doesn't mean that he wasn't the greatest of all time still, you know. Yeah. Uh, not everybody is always at their peak all the time, you know, like especially uh, goaltenders, though, because of the mentality, especially goaltenders. And it's so easy for something to not even be their fault, but then end up causing a negative spiral of play that can happen. You know, you let in some goals that you think that you should have. But like in reality, if you look at them, it's like, oh, yeah, you didn't really see the shot and it got deflected a little bit, too. And that changed the angle and you weren't set properly, blah, blah, blah. And it's like and then that can that can just cause 
the next goal to come, the next goal, the next goal, and you can, and then it's like, oh, you had a bad game, then you have next bad game. Yeah, that's that whole psychology aspect of it that people tend to not look at. But I'm like, yeah. skill wise, there is. And you know, there was a great thing on MSU a few games ago where they were talking about, you know, in the uh, in the metro area. You know, the fans are arguing who has the better goaltender. Is it Sorokin or is it Shesterkin? And it goes, would either team trade, you know, one for the other? And it's like, no, no, neither one would. Like, at no point am I like, I'd rather have Sorokin. And if I was an Irish fan, I would be like, yeah, I don't need Shesterkin. I got Sorokin, you know? Yeah. Um, I, this is also the thing. It's like, you're talking about, like, New Yorkers who are very rational human beings. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. When it, when it comes to fandom, you know what I mean? Like. It's it is what it is. Like we, we're all like we're all freaking psychopaths. So oh, hundred percent. Like I mean, like you know, we get that last year from, and I love it how like how Igor's uh, is Sorokin's is Sorokin Igor's son's godfather. Is that what it is? Like they're like best friends. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, they're yeah. great friends. Yeah. They're, they're they're boys. Yeah. So I I actually think how Sorokin that makes on the cooler. NHL app, like the NHL tweeted like a thing of like Vesna potential votes and like Sorokin, it wasn't even like he was one or two or three. He was just not on there, and it was like what? I'm like yeah, I'm a Rangers look, fan, and I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll I'll 100 percent back that up. I mean, like he should 100 percent be there. He's he's had he a wasn't even top three. Yeah. And we're Rangers fans, and we're saying this. It's yeah, it's, it's not the, the. I mean, listen, any um, group of people that would vote for Anthony uh, Tony D'Angelo to be part of the Norris conversation a couple of years ago, you already could tell who's voting, right? Like it, it's the voting is definitely definitely flawed. It's not even a question. Uh, half these writers probably don't even watch the other teams and. Or either they just see points, points, points. No, nothing. It's a, well, but this is the thing. A lot of the writers are writers like Vince for the Rangers. When Vince is working, he's watching the Ranger game. Right. It's That's impossible. Right. It's impossible for him to watch all. No, no, no. no. I'm not blaming. I'm not oh, no. blaming some yeah. writers. I'm just saying from their perspective, it, it's just it's, it may not be their fault. But like, you yeah. gotta change it up. You, you well, gotta no. Well, also, some writers are just assholes. Like, let's just no, face no, there it. Like, are, like, there like, are. Like that, that one guy who left, was it Jeter? He, he left off the Hall of Fame ballot for the Hall of Fame. This I, is, uh, I was switching to baseball. But, like, there was, like, I think there was one writer who, like, left Jared, Derek Jeter off the Hall of Fame ballot. It's like, that motherfucker was from Boston. Don't, don't even get me started <laughs> on that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's absurd. That's like, absurd. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, when it's unanimous and one person does it, like, does something like that, it's like, all right. Something, you know, yeah, I see what you did. Yeah, no, there's so many times, like, listen, there are writers that, in that example, just idiotic, uh, biased, and just, yeah. It, but there are some writers where it's like, you only see your team, and half of the time, yeah, you're barely seeing that other player. How, how can you give a fair evaluation of that? It, it's just, it doesn't work this way. There's got to be a different way to do things, because if you have Sorokin, not even in the top three. You didn't have Adam Fox in the top three. How, how do you do this? I, now, I honestly, I'll say this: I don't think Fox is in the top three for Norris this year. I think, I think the past month, which and is half, insane. Yeah, I think the past month and a half has not done him wonders here. So I'm not honestly. If it was Darlene Morrissey, I understand, and I'm not getting into this because we all know I'll get into a rant for an hour. <laughs> but Carlson, my God, if he wins it, I. 
He's gonna score hundred points. Like he's gonna how he, can a he, defenseman? A de, uh, how a can defenseman he, of Orte, a defenseman? A defenseman, a defenseman scores hundred points. They're going to win the Norse. I'm okay. just telling you. I, I understand. I understand your logic, but my logic is you're giving a defenseman award to someone who doesn't know how to play defense. Anyways, okay, fine, fine, fine. Whatever. We'll, we'll go on to the next thing because we all know. Uh, I'll just rant that, about this for an hour. But I'm going thing- to get you a Carlson jersey for your oh, birthday. God. <laughs> Um, well, one thing I want to mention is regarding defense, uh, me and Brett were discussing it last week is that when they were trying to immediately exit the zone, when let's say there was just sticking Halak rebound, right. And they got it on the stick, either in the middle of the ice or the side of the ice. Usually what would happen is they'd wait too long. The other opposing team stick checked or knocked them out the puck and regained possession, or they just chipped it out a terrible pass and just goes right to the defenseman, or they just don't know where they're looking. And it's like a grenade on the stick and they just hit it out. Now it's like they're waiting a couple seconds and the p- offensemen who are on the sides, they aren't just like, it, it was before like a week ago where they were just skating straight up. They weren't even in a position or prepared to accept the pass. Now yeah. it, it's just a totally different game. So, I, I mean, we, we said last week that it, it wasn't like the hard things that they were doing wrong. So we understand like, you know, this the NHL, people are going to make mistakes. It was, it was so much simple stuff. And yeah, it seems that they are fixing their issues. Atlas, Atlas definitely were a major issue that, you know, have made strides. I would, I don't, I don't ever want to say are fixed because no, no, never, you know, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just like, that's just the nature of the business. It's like you, you do something. Someone else is going to counterattack and do something else. You know what I mean? Like, so that's just the the nature of the game itself and sports in general. You know what I mean? So like, you know, you Bob, they weave it. It's, 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 it's all give and take. Um, and, you know, I think the number of ways you can win a game is what's important. And this team, I feel like can win a number of games, yeah. a number of different ways. And that's the real exciting part. Yeah. There was one, there was like, I didn't want to say it versus the Pittsburgh six nothing game because you won six nothing. Don't complain. It's it just like again, like we we said before, like it's not about these games with the wins, the points. It's more about fixing your mistakes, fixing your bad habits, all that for the future uh, and for the playoffs. It's just the one thing they seem to still have issues with. Again, they, they have all the other issues, but this one stuck out the most, which was they it it, it seemed too easy for the opposing players to cut to the front to where the net is or we're like right in front of that in between the red dots sometimes. Yeah. They either like forget a guy like with the Crosby play um, Saturday night, just no one even noticed he was there. Like, okay. I'm not telling you to shut down the opposing uh, opposition. Like the whole time. No, it's an NHL team. doesn't matter who it's the Arizona Coyotes. They're going to get chances, but, and, and versus the Pittsburgh payments are going to get really good quality chances, but it's just stuff like that. The simple stuff that, Though those are the stuff you, you gotta make sure to tighten up on because that stuff. I mean, listen, you have Shesterkin, so I'm not gonna say it's necessarily gonna happen, but those are the stuff that could kill you in the playoffs. Yeah, no, for sure. All right. Um, anyone else got anything on this? I mean, have we had this good of a vibe? When when is the last time we've had this? 
Uh, I mean, maybe Tarasenko when, trade. But yeah, I was going to say when we traded for Tarasenko. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part of me, I just because I don't know, because I'm a fucking deviant in my head. I'm like, I want to like throw shit into the works at some point, just because I'm just like, ah, we're too happy. This is too perfect now. It's too, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, look, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> even keel right now. I'm pretty, I'm very even keel about the last few games. Like, I think it's. You got to, like, approach it. Like, look, the, tonight's game, I, they did what they had to do. And, like, that's – it's impressive because it's also, like – as, like, Berkey said before, it's, like, they usually, like, play down, especially, like, a game like this where they'll have, like, three stars yeah. in their team. So, like, that – you know what I mean? There are certain things where it's, like, you know, I, I try and talk myself into, you know, that side of it as well. But then they they do – they showed up, uh, you know, and then played – a full 16 got Yaro Halak a shutout. Um, sorry, you, you, Brett, you, you, you go. You're, you're about to bring the mood down. No, no, I did. I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I know by all means, man. Yeah. I actually, I actually don't have anything really to complain about at the moment. I, I, I think everything's off exactly where we want it to be. Um, I mean, if I was gonna be forced to say something I don't like right now, it is just that I, I still don't believe that Glant is very good coach especially when it comes to like strategy and x's and o's and making adjustments but this team is so talented and it's also it's experienced enough now before it was too young you know where i feel like they leaving it up to them to make adjustments like he kind of has said he does um isn't a very good strategy but now that you have enough veterans enough high-end veterans I don't think that's as much of an issue now, but it's still an area where you're like, I know it was just last week. I was saying, should we make the crazy move? And I'm like, yeah, you still fucking should. Cause I still don't think he's much of a coach. And if we don't go into like, make it to the conference finals again this year, like he should be shit canned. Um, I agree. So, so I think uh, if he doesn't uh, make the, yeah, no, no, no. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I think that's, that's where he needs to get back there. Otherwise I don't think, um, I don't think, you know, that it need, that we need to go on with him. Because I this is not – this season is not the result of him. And, um, and and I think that's pretty evident in a lot of ways. You know, but a lot of people have trouble seeing beyond the wins and losses and, and whatnot. So we'll see how it all ends up. And hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully, you know, he gets a, a Stanley Cup to his name, whatnot, and I'll be all – we'll all be happy. But, yeah. Yeah. Right there with I, him. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that, like – Right now, we were like, even a week ago, we were like, okay, just stay where you are, maybe get a few more points, but really focus about uh, the long-term outlook. And now, all of a sudden, we might be able to catch up to New Jersey. We might be able to catch up to Carolina. Uh, I, I, I Honestly, I, I, it's not that I don't care. I do. It's just I'm more focused on, okay, let's see how this team can fix up their problems before the playoffs rather than, you know, look at the points and wins. Agreed. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um. All right. What 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 do we got next there, Berkey? All right. Uh, I believe Brett, you you got a stir the pot, possibly. Yeah. So it was something I was thinking of last week when the vibes are a little little more down, but I think it's still just as valid a question now and dovetails nicely into what I was just talking about. Anyway. Um. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of new faces this year. Um. But even taking that into account, I I, I want to know, do you guys? have anybody you think is really progressed this year beyond just 
aging and, you know, becoming a little more mature and whatnot, or the natural, you know, a 23-year-old tends to do better than a 22-year-old does in a league. But who has actually progressed this year or since last year under Gallant? Um, so our, our home, one second, sorry. So I want to clarify. We're, we're talking about players who are like under 25, I'm guessing. Is that? Well, I mean, you could really, I guess you could really choose anyone if you really wanted to, yeah. honestly. I don't, um, I don't need, it's probably more limited to the kids in general, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, cause certain players, obviously like Trocheck, like, I don't know what, you know what I mean? I didn't watch enough of him to see if he progressed at all, like stuff like that. Um, you know, I think that Zabanjad obviously I think is having a phenomenal year, uh, before I get to the kids, I think he's having a phenomenal year and I, I don't, me and my brother were talking about this. He doesn't get nearly enough nationwide recognition. Um, I agree. especially, you know, I, I really think he's. Yeah, a lot of what they do, the burden is on him, and he is a phenomenal number one center. Um, I love him. Um, I think that he's he's had a great year. Uh, I think Kreider was going to take a step back. Uh, I think you know his. There's no way he was going to replicate what he did last year, but he's got 32 goals. I'm never going to complain about a 32 goal season from him, um, and he still can do more. Um, I think Heedle has taken a. Uh, not just one. I think he's taken a few steps forward. Um, obviously, he got number goal number twenty tonight. Finally, he's not a teenager anymore. Uh, I think Heedle has, has played phenomenal. Uh, let me think. Like the defense has just been so steady. Like between Fox and uh, Lindgren, I think Miller has played great. Um, I think he's really taken a, he, him and Heedle are very similar in my opinion to the, the steps that they've made. But for, uh, for the record, is this because of just of age and then them themselves learning or the credit yeah, to go on? That's what I was just going to ask. Like, that's if, impossible. If, that's impossible for me it, to know. And it, it, it is it is impossible to know. But I just in your estimation, watching how they progressed, do you think like, let me ask you this. If they both got traded last year, for some reason we had to trade Heedle and Miller and we got somebody else in a package over the and they played anywhere else in the league. Yeah. Do you think that they would have similar seasons on another team? Um, It's really hard to say. Cause I feel like. Sure. Miller, it's, Miller, no, yeah. Miller, Miller on another team would probably get more power play opportunity. Uh, yeah. Fox, Fox eats up a lot of that. So his, yeah. points, his points would be even higher. True. Uh, Heedle, Heedle as well. If he played on another team, like his, he would get more power play opportunities. Yeah. Um, so look, I, I, I get the question. Um, I don't know how to answer it. And, you know, cause it's just like, I I'd think probably go with as, Kako. As, a, as a, I think Kako's taking some steps as well, but my, my, the two that I would go with is, are Heedle and, and Miller. Um, Kako's played great and I've, I've loved his game and the way it's, it's kind of come so far. I do want more out of, I, I, you know, I want more out of him and Loft for sure. Um, but, uh, it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah, it's like the coach, there's so many, so many things that go on that we're not privy to, but the thing that I'm going to kind of come back to is that you gotta put players like in the position to succeed. 
And those two guys in particular have succeeded so far. They have grown. Um, I, so I don't know. It's, it's almost impossible for me to really say. So I don't know if I answered your question at all. I understand. I guess what I'm, I guess what my sort of the pot kind of is driving at is if you ask me the question, I, I don't think anyone is really taken a big, big leap forward. I feel like the people that you named all make logical sense. Like yes, Miller and yes, he Kako well have all taken steps forward this year. To me, they're also like the logical next steps in terms of their age and their playing experience that I would expect them to take under anybody. And I guess what it is is that I would expect a really good coach to really show more impact onto some some of these more younger and more impressionable players, I guess. Yeah. Um that's a, look. It, it's a fair uh, criticism for sure. That's a fair criticism. That's a fair desire, um, especially given the fact that the two players that we all want more out of are the number one and number two pick in back to back drafts. But to also um, be fair, though, it it these problems with um, the development with young players didn't start with Gallant. It runs much deeper with the organization, which is also something you have to take into account. Yeah, but also those guys, you're right. I mean, and also, I mean, I don't know. There, there, there's so many different parts of this. Uh, and it is also different a different regime. Jury has put, it, has put in place different people uh, than the previous Glenn Sathers slash uh Jeff Gordon era um for all that I don't know it, it's I I'll agree with you and then yeah I, I don't know it's it's it is because at the end of the day it is the coach's job to win and get the best out of his players um so I don't know I I, I do think that it's not perfect right now obviously um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Good question though. Cause there's no real answer. I like it. Yeah. It's a, it's a classic stir the pot, you know, yeah. it's this, this is the place sort of the pot is a place for wild rampant speculation based yeah, off your wild... own biases and prejudices. This is not meant to be even like utterly defensible. It's just like yeah. how, gut feeling. How do you feel about this sort of thing? So yeah. wild contradictions. Let's exactly. Do it. Exactly. Uh, what's, what, what's next Berkey? All right, look, I believe uh, we got your top five. All right, top five. Now, top five. This week's top five is brought to you by nothing. I uh, do want to have a. Don't you want to have a sponsor? Still, I know, right? Yeah, I will. I will whore myself out for anybody. I mean, I got these nerds gummy clusters right here. Have you had these motherfuckers? <laughs> My girlfriend put me onto these. I've never. I haven't eaten candy like this in years, and she's like, "Have you ever had these gummy clusters?" Like, I don't eat candy like this really anymore, but like these things are these things are like cocaine where it's like you eat one and you're like, I got to eat 10 more. And then you do. And then you're like, I don't feel good. Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> but but so nerds gummy clusters, I will give you the best review. I'll put on my full on radio voice and I don't even. All do right. Oh, well, uh, this week's top five is brought to you by nerds gummy clusters. There you uh, go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, this week's top five. 
it's it's a it's a little interesting, but it's it everyone has their jersey numbers that they like. So jersey numbers is gonna be this week's top five. Now, obviously, like for like certain people, like for me, I love like double numbers. So like 11, 22, 33, 99. Oh, like, we're going to have a few of the same, no, aren't we? Oh, no, no, we are, we are. But I actually, so I'm just saying that now because I took out all double numbers in mind because I just think double numbers look so sexy on a jersey. It doesn't matter what sport you're playing, baseball, hockey, lacrosse, football, basketball. I think it looks so good that, like, I just I was like, the hell with it. I'm going to take them out. But any double digit or uh, any double numbers are just awesome. Love those. I'm going to start with my... Number five. Okay, wait, do clarify. This yeah. is a number that we like, not a number that we'd necessarily wear. No, it could just be anything. I mean, like, it, it, you just like seeing it. Like, like that looks okay, okay. good. Okay, okay. Um, number 12. Number 12, it, it, for quarterbacks especially, it just looks so good. It looks clean. It looks classy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just looks – it just looks good. Um. Gonna, we're going to kick it over to Brett right now. What's your number five? Uh, man, uh, you know, when you asked this question, I, I took it completely different. But I love what you're doing with it. And I'm like, I kind of like, I'm going to like on the fly rethink my numbers. Because I was like, I had chosen like hockey players with this yeah. number. Um, So, you know what, I'm going to start off with. I'm going to start off with a number that I never got to play with. Because there was this kid... There was this kid on my team that I played with for, for years. His name was Tico Gay. Really, a really interesting name there. That's his, a sick name. Uh, dude, his his dad was awesome. If any chance he's listening, I miss you, Tico. Tico. The, Tico, man. Yeah, T-I-C-O. Great name. Great kid. Family was awesome. His mom and dad were both amazing. Made like... They were my favorite. You get really close in travel hockey. You get really close with the other parents. And the kids and stuff. Yeah, man, he was. And he did it. He was he was my winger, too. I was center and he was my winger. But he always beat me to the jersey sign up. And I Ooh. was and I was one number 10 because that was Pavel Burry's number. Fucking Tico. And fucking Tico always got number 10. So I just had to go with my second number, which was number 11. So I'm going to go with on this one, I'm going to say number 11. Um, I love also love the double numbers. I think the double numbers always a little flair to it. Yeah. You you got Messier and then you have, you know, uh, Hamilton, Ohio hockey hall of famer, Brett McEachern here with uh, number 11 here as well. So I was not a hall of famer in anything. That's just total, (laughs) total joke. All right. Over to Berkey. I mean, I never really had a problem with those leagues because whenever they said, okay, option one and then option two, what's your backup? I always had my favorite. And then I always put at number 269. So they're going to give me my first. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a solid. It's a good move. Reasoning. Yeah. They're going to give me the first one. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, number five is number two. Yeah, no, just love how it looks at that jersey. Again, I'm major into hockey, no other sport really. Uh, one sport drives me insane. I don't need any more. And yeah, that's that's really about it. It's the cool part about that number, and I'll get to it more later because that's going to be coming up on mine. Spoiler, uh, but it just looks good on any in any sport like football, baseball, hockey, basketball. Maybe not as much as basketball, but like you know, it's it's one of those that really looks good. Uh, especially now, like in the NFL, like you could wear, they're, they're like, 
uh, for Berkey, you don't know probably, but like the NFL recently made a rule change where like they used to have gaps or like, you know, number groupings, like, so like one through 20, a quarterback or one through 19, a quarterback could wear uh, receivers were like 80 to 89 and like one through 19 as well. Uh, or like 10 through 19. Now, like anyone can wear any number. So like you're you're getting like How the weird hell wasn't numbers that to begin with because it was easier for the defenders to like call oh, out to like, understand oh, like, who's yeah it's like, it's like oh that man. guy's number fifty something he's a linebacker it's like so that was the reasoning behind it but now they're just like the hell with this it's just stupid like whatever but so it's interesting like you're gonna see more weird numbers all over the place in football um, but my number four is gonna be number twenty one. 21, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, obviously, like we had Derek Stepan have it. Um, it looks great on running backs, uh, cornerbacks in football, safeties, whatever. Uh, baseball players, like it's a good outfielder number as well, or a corner infielder. Um, yeah, 21 it just looks, it just looks pleasing to the eye. Right. Nice. Yeah, that's a good number. I'll tell you what, man, I could do a top 10 most hated numbers too that I think are just total trash. Mm. Like just really garbage numbers yeah, that, that I, I agree. think are just terrible. Sometimes a player picks a number, and I'm like, "Why would you pick that number?" And I'm like, Ugh. "Like, like when Lias Anderson took 52, I was like, this like guy's what? What suck. the? Yeah, what? The <laughs> this fuck guy's gonna suck. 52, 52. Yeah, he's me. gonna suck. And he did garbage yeah. number. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. There's so many other flare options. Yeah, uh, when they took away Niels Lundqvist is 64. That's like committing a num uh, a murder. You couldn't no longer have the nickname Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, you just murdered everything. You murdered oh, yeah. everything. That's it. Yep. On the Rangers yep. organization. Did not did not care for that one bit. Anyway, number four goes to my uh, a number that is not even a legal number, but was used by John Davidson. But to me, more iconically by George Costanza with his mm. Coco softball uniform. Damn right. Double zero for ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Double zero. John <laughs> Davidson had that number, and then one other player did, and then the NHL banned it from use because they couldn't get it to work with, like, their stats sets. So it's That's not so stupid. It's not a legal number in hockey anymore, but I always thought for a goalie, double zero was just, like, it's so weird that I love it. And but it's again, also like really cool because it's just like if you're bad, if you're a badass goalie like Shesterkin or Sorokin or Hashik or someone like that, like double zero, it's like you're not scoring shit. Yeah, yeah. You know that's what, a, mean? That's like, what you're scoring yeah. on me. Yeah. 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 That's, Huge that's, fan. That's, that's cool. I like that. Um, I got number 77. Great it just, number. It looks, it looks, it looks cool. It, it's a it, yeah. Like, as you said, double numbers, like, it's 77 and just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna delete one of those sevens and go number seven on my number three. So, number seven, obviously, like, quarterbacks wear it all the time. Uh, you see it a lot in, in pretty much any sport. Uh, not so much in hockey. It's not a really big number in hockey. Uh, it's more of a football quarterback number. Hey, Jobert. Um, yeah, you're right. But it's it's it, that's my point though. It's like it's really like who wears number seven all around the league now? It's like I can't think of like active players that are like anyone who's like really really good that rocks number seven in the NHL. Um, it's, it's an interesting. 
I mean, historically, it's a massive number. I mean, that was like yeah. Paul, Paul Coffey was that before he was, yeah, he was, he was, seven. or is it just number sevens it, are all retired across the league? Is that that, I mean, is? yeah, you, you, you got Coffey, Chelios, Tim Horton wore seven. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's a reason. But you're right. Like, currently, I can't think of fucking uh, Esposito was seven, too. Yeah. Like, well, he so, was also like, 77 when he was with the Rangers. He, he, yeah, he was 77. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, like, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, seven's a good number. I like it. Plus lucky number seven, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's me. Yeah, um, I, I I don't have anything else. Oh yeah, I was, I was waiting. I was like, all right, and Berkey, <laughs> go. It's your turn, buddy. Oh no, wait, wait, it's me. Wait, it's, me. It's, me. it's me. It's me. It's me. Uh, well, we're doubling up right now. But I just tell a little story about this one. Is that I mean, my brother has always been a big fan of the flare numbers. And the flair in general, as long as it's not too aggressive, we've always liked players that have that sort of thing. Um, so my brother's hockey number, and he was definitely a flashy hockey player uh, for a long time. His number was number 77. And uh, and he put that number to really good use as well. Um, in youth hockey, him and my brother, I, I, my older brothers are identical twins. And they played, they were like the Sedin twins before the Sedin twins, but like in like you know youth hockey yeah like they knew where each other were all the time they were so good at tic-tac plays if there was ever a two-on-one it was like good luck you're not they're gonna they're gonna find each other they played with that twin synergy that that does there is something weird about twins that is not just because they shared a womb there is a connection between them and i can tell a million stories about that I'm there's sure. something there's something there. And it's also why I've always loved the Sedin twins. But yeah, you got Esposito sitting right behind. Oh, yeah, the, the fans can't see here, but Lucas Esposito jersey right behind number 77. And goddamn, that's just a good looking number. Yeah. Um, always loved it. Nice and flashy. It's great. Number 77. That's my third. All right. Well, since I'm a nice hockey goalie, I, I have to put this in there. It's kind of an obligation. It's number, number 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, 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 I have, if I'm a goalie, I have to. I have to put in number thirty. It's, Absolutely, it's you do. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, I don't think there's any explanation needed uh, other than that. Well, Hank Broder, somebody else really huge had that number two. Who else? There's another big. There's another big goalie. I know Broder was thirty. Obviously, Hank was thirty. There was another big goalie that was thirty-two. Was it Fuhr? Was he thirty-one? He was thirty-one. Belfort, Belfort was 30. There we go. Wasn't yeah. Belfort 20? I think he was 30, wasn't he? I thought El Belfort was 20. It was like a weird number for a goal. I, I think that was the first time I saw someone with, thir- with 20. Um, he switched He switched to 20. He was 30 as a Blackhawk. Okay. I was going to say, I remember him more So we were both right. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, I remember him as a Blackhawk with 30. Like, I have that hockey card. It's like in my mind. Okay. Yeah. It's a good number. Um, You're number two. I, Number two for me is going to be number 31. Um, it, it just, it, obviously, we have Igor right now. So many unbelievable athletes all across the board who have worn number 31. 31 is a great number for any D back to wear in football, um, especially running backs. But you got pitchers in baseball like John Lester, uh, Greg Maddox, Grant Fuhrer wore it. Uh, who else we got? Dave Winfield, Reggie Miller wore 31. Jamal Lewis wore 31. There's a lot of football players who wear it, obviously. Um, number 31 is a great goalie number. Uh, Cujo, Grant Fuhrer, Shesty. Um, yeah, it's just a cool-looking number, and it looks great on a goalie uniform as well, like when they're just, like, hunched over and, like, they're uh, 
in their stance. It just looks great. Take it over, I like Brett. It. I like it. Uh, sex one's not as much a hockey number for me, but it's a baseball number. And I remember I did the Tico Gay thing, and and on my on my travel select baseball team in the summer, there was like, all right, guys, come up and pick your numbers. And at this time, I was the fastest kid on the team, so I went flying to the sign up, and I grabbed number twenty four. Mm. Ken Griffey Jr. Hell yeah! At that time, he was he was everyone. He, he was it. Player. He was it. He was the guy. Uh, I still say of this last generation, he is the best natural home run hitter. Yeah. Because uh, he did it without juicing, and yeah. I think he's the only one to hit as many home runs as he did in that era without juicing. And people say, "How do you know he didn't juice?" Because he's the only one that didn't that didn't hit more home runs after thirty two than they did yeah. before 32. He aged and degraded and got injured like a normal person. He got yeah. fatter and slower and less powerful as he got older, like you're supposed to when you're not roid raging. Yeah. Uh, and I remember this kid, Adam Brahas, came up. He's like, hey, want to trade me numbers? I was like, no. He's like, I got 35. It's Frank Thomas. I'm like, Frank Thomas ain't Ken Griffey Jr. Number 24, Frank baby. Thomas. That's me. Exactly. The big hurt. The big hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Get out of here. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was number 24. I've always loved 24. I just think it's a nice, clean number. Um, Big fan in all sports of 24, but especially for baseball. Over to you, Berkey. Uh, Yeah, my number two is 89. Yeah. Weird. Oh, it just always looked good. That's all. That is yeah. basically it. It just it that's it's like- it's a weird one, but it looks good. And like, you know, I'll piggyback on that because like sometimes when I make a player in NHL or whatever, and like a lot of like, you know, you had the the Crosby, uh it was it was like a few years in a row, it was like Crosby, Kane, and like someone else uh who were all like back to back to back first overall picks. And I think Crosby's 87, Kane's 88, because that's their birth year. Yeah, it was uh, Tavares at 91. I don't think Tavares was Tavares ninety one. He he might he might be, um, but it was something like that. Um, and like I was born in eighty nine, so every now and then when I'm making a player in NHL, I'll throw eighty nine on. Um, and so eighty eighty nine is, is a cool number, and I never really wore it, but it, and you don't see it often. I mean, even even in like receivers in the NFL, don't even wear it that much. I think Bushnevich wore it, right? Is that Butch? I'm kind of a dis- I'm kind of disappointed in myself that i don't know this that sounds right but also wrong at the exact same time it's such a yeah. weird it's a weird number right yeah I feel like yeah yeah no he was yeah he was 89 yeah, yeah he yeah. was oh, right. exactly yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah um all right number one for me is gonna be number two obviously it's hanging in the what? garden number two uh and it really is not so much for leech like my this is definitely wore. influenced by leech for the record no, I mean, like, it was, but, like, not really. I mean, like, my brother wore it because of Leach. Uh, but I really loved it, obviously, because anytime we're talking about, like, getting numbers and running up to get jerseys for, you know, baseball, every kid was rushing to get number two because it was Derek Jeter. And I grew up in, like, the Derek uh-huh. Jeter was king error. And it's all cool. I always wanted to get number two, never got it in baseball because I was too fat to wear number two because they went by size. So like number two is one of the smallest. So like I would never actually get it for baseball. I would always have to wear number 20 because I was a catcher uh, and I needed like bigger, like, but whatever. Um, 
but so for like football, I always wear it wore because like Charles Woodson, that Michigan and stuff like that. It just looks cool on a jersey for football, especially. Um, hockey more so for defensemen than anything, really. I mean, I, you don't really see many goal scorers wearing number two. Um, single digit numbers are a lot of defensemen, but yeah. Uh, number number two just looks looks clean in a lot of jerseys, uh, a lot of different positions, especially now that football is doing that thing where that anyone can wear it. But number two is my coolest looking one. Nice. Two's a great number. That's always uh, when I play men's league hockey now and they ask for your numbers, I would say 11, second choice, number two. Yeah. And it's, yeah, all because of Leach for me. Well, yeah. Just, but yeah. Just, just do what I just said before. Just, just do the 69 and second and you're guaranteed 11. No, because then... It's men's league. I might end up getting sixty nine, and I'm all right. Then you have sixty nine. There's always there's no. I'm not that guy. There's always someone with sixty nine in a men's league team. There's always someone. Always. And that guy who's number sixty nine is always like the third worst player on the team. He's not like the worst, but he's like the guy that's going to drink like six beers in the parking lot, even if no one else is. You know. Yeah. uh, Perfect description of. Person, yeah, there's there's one guy we had in our last the last time I played men's league. The team I was on was pretty good. I was like, I was maybe like one of like the lower end players on the team, and I, I had no problem with it because I could just like go out there, do a few things, and let the really skilled guys do their shit. It was awesome. Yeah. But there's one guy who would be drinking on the bench. I'm like, dude, you have a problem. How this do you guy, do that? Yeah, it was like he was, and he like offered me some alcohol once on the bench. I'm like, dude, I'll drink after the game. I I. I can't skate up and down. I was the playing ice. in a, a game with a bunch of Russians and like on the bench, like I was goalie. I like before the game and during the game, like they were having vodka at the bench. I'm like, how, how is that physically yeah. possible? How do you not like, I would puke immediately. Yeah, how do you this, not puke this, immediately? When this guy, this guy was drinking uh sweet, tea, like that's those like sweet tea vodkas. Oh, oh god! Yeah, exactly. Oh. He had that. He had that in his water bottle. I was like, "This is vile." Uh, but <laughs> like he was that. wearing. He was number sixty nine. He was actually pretty good too. This guy was filthy. It was so bizarre. It's like there's, this there's could, always those anomalies. This guy could be so good if he wasn't a raging alcoholic. Wow. Yeah, that is sad. But yeah, yeah I, I'm not a I'm not a number sixty nine kind of guy. I mean, every time but I hear is, it, is it the I'll say nice. that would give it to you. Oh yeah, for sure. There's sixty nine oh, okay. in the then, league. Then, yeah, then my, absolutely. Uh, my why why would why would any league tell you no you can't be sixty nine? Like why are they stopping you? Anti sixty niners. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I just I actually legit just a, looked this. Is this a church league or something? Like I don't no, get no, it. no 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 no. It's just <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen it in the NHL, NFL, M- have you ever seen it? In yeah. the NFL, in the NFL for sure. Yeah, the NFL not, for sure. NHL I've never seen it. I, I I don't think so. No, no, I've never no seen we're it. not running a church league here, but it's just like, have you ever even like, have you actually seen it? Andrew uh, Desjardins. Yeah, Desjardins. Yeah, that was it. That was in '86. What Wait. a legend! The only person to ever wear it in the NHL. That's pretty fucking. Wait, cool. apparently it's banned. What is this, the church league? Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> I want, I'm like, it's a goddamn number. Like, what are we going to do? Right, okay, gonna wait, we're going to ban 13, the N- Apparently, that's the NBA. Lucky? Apparently, that's the NBA. 
You're telling. Hold on. I, I, hold on. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Let's 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 dive into the, the banning of number sixty nine in the next week's episode. What's your yeah. number one there? What's your number one here, boys? Well, I, I can't I can't believe like when you said number two, I was like, wait, what? Really? Because like I thought everyone's number one was going to be the same, you know? Because it's ninety nine. It's 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 fucking it's the great one. It's Gretzky. It's the flashiest number you can ever choose. It is. And there was just a thread going around on Twitter the other day, and and it was talking about like if you wear ninety nine in men's league, you're gonna get dropped. And I said, nine, number ninety nine. Anytime I've seen it in men's league, it's always the same guy. It's their fourth best player who thinks he's their best player. He's yeah. got the half tuck jersey. He's got high end gear on everything. And if the ref isn't looking, he's gonna slash you in the back of your knees. And God forbid he does score a goal, he will make Kuznetsov look humble because he is like the fucking biggest dick you've ever seen on the ice. And anyone that wears 99 does deserve it. That's on site. Just for that yeah. alone is on site. Oh, for sure. I mean, look, I, it probably would have been like up for like number one of my top. I mean, maybe number one. Okay. Me. It was the NBA, but by I, the way. Okay. Apparently, the NBA. <laughs> implicitly Berkey banned. heard none of what I just said. He was too busy. Oh, oh, yeah, he was no, too I'm busy down the rabbit up. hole. Nope. I'm still he's, he's, he's diving down. He's diving down a 69 rabbit hole right yeah, now. Yeah, Gosh. yeah, yeah. It was the NBA, not the NHL. But that's a crime. One another reason why the NBA sucks. Yeah. Back to no, you, Berkey. No kidding. All right. Yeah. Which what's your number one? Um gonna be a very unpopular one just because this is the one i've always worn my whole life but the other numbers i gave would 100 percent be better in any other circumstance uh number 44 that's i'm a goalie i wear number 44 that's a, um, that's a great number i didn't want to wear number. Number. any 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 double numbers i'm all i'm all about I didn't want to wear 30 because I'm like every goalie does that majority of goalies do that it's either 31 or 31 so I'm like, I want to do something different, but it seems still like a goalie number. So settled for 44 and yeah, basically have worn that whole life uh, yeah. playing hockey. And uh, yeah, that I have the weirdest association with that number, um, which is I remember we got like, I think it was on the, I think it was on Super Nintendo, but we had, we had NHL, you know, I, I can't remember a 98 or something like that or 97. I can't remember the year, but you can make a player and, um, and we were like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll choose a team. We'll be the ducks. And we were like looking at the, their farm system or who they had coming up. We're like, who's this Paul Korea guy? And we're like, I know we'll make him super good and we'll give him number 44. So we played a year with him. Like before he was actually in the league, we created him. And then when he came up, I was like, I wonder if this guy is going to be any good in real life. Cause I loved him in the video game where we made him a fake version of him and we had him wear number 44. And it was like, oh yeah, Paul Korea is like all time Hall of Fame and was one of my favorite players. But that's, that's awesome. not, that wasn't his that's actual, cool. that's not his actual number. But I was associated with him because I remember that little thing. So yeah, that's cool. Any double numbers, great. And 44, weird one, you don't see it a lot. Yeah. No, no, you do not. I am definitely. I feel like it's a pitcher's number. You see it a lot in baseball. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, not like a starter. That's more like a middle reliever. reliever yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty, that, that was fun. Yeah, I think this kind of ends it off. Ends on a pretty good note here. Uh, we ended up finally understanding why no one in the NBA 
we're 69. So we got yep. to the bottom of that. There we go. Yep. Yeah. We all learned something today. Yeah. All righty. Uh, I think this is going to be it. Uh, guys, thanks uh, as usual. And thanks to the listeners. And yeah, we will see you next time.